Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question. It's a show that gives you too much information about things like the terrifying real world threats So we gotta brace ourselves with with uh, some chapstick. Um, and they almost made it into our cinematic universes. And I don't wanna get sick. What's scary about that is cinematic universes are the universe that Philip and I prefer to put all of our time and effort in rather than the real world. So this is really threatening. So we're gonna talk about some things that were removed from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and other universes for being too controversial. And I'm Philip Molina. <laughs> and I'm Eric Voss. And we're here for you because your your fantasy worlds are just as important as the real world. So, Philip, our big question today is this uh, report that the Falcon the Winter Soldier actually is going through reshoots, serious reshoots, because the first couple episodes of their season dealt with a storyline about a disease outbreak that was too similar to the coronavirus threat. Right, that it was the Modelo that... virus. And it was <laughs> very tasty. Even worse. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, I think we have to ask, what was the deal with this coronavirus storyline? Was it too controversial, really? Did it deserve being cut? from gotcha. the show. Finding out exactly what the details are, I tried. <laughs> I, I got a little bit actually, but then it was in spoiler territory, so I didn't want to sure, follow sure. that path too much. But no, we don't know exactly what it was, but we can assess whether or not they should have cut this thing, basically, yes. by looking at other storylines <laughs> that should have been cut in the past based on the reaction that people gave it when it came out, usually too soon. Uh -huh. Really quick, I want to clarify a couple of things, that this is not a list of controversial stories, period. Right, it's not the hashtag twin video that you guys are waiting for at some point. One day. One day we'll get to that disgusting, terrible storyline. <sighs> it's also not a list of just like things that are difficult to talk about. Like, oh, a 9-11 story. It's like, well, some of these things you know need to reflect the real world. Yeah. That's what keeps them interesting. This is when people got really mad at comics for doing a story they probably shouldn't have done at that mm, moment. Uh, I don't necessarily think that people should have always gotten mad on that too, but you'll see that as we go. Okay. So ultimately what we're actually assessing is should they have removed these things? Like my favorite thing that got removed in the recent past, the Me Too movement making them take a scene out of Toy Story 2 <laughs> where Stinky Pete <laughs> is like doing a casting couch joke with these two hot bar Barbie twins where he's like, I can put you in the next Toy Story movie if, uh, you know, I get something out of it. Yeah, they knew it was wrong when they did it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I could get you a part in Toy Story 3. I'm sorry, are we back? These are things they did not get rid of. You ready? Okay, let's do All it. All right, let's do it countdown style, um, least to most offensive, uh, and then later we'll see where coronavirus would have fit in. All right, so first one is kind of a surprise, but you have to see it in the context of its time. In the 1940s, actually specifically in 1940, famously Captain America number one, the cover, do you remember? It was like a uh, Hitler thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's Captain America beating Hitler. Uh, <laughs> and they reference that in MC, right? He like punched Hitler so, in the first movie. Yeah, so was it a propaganda? Yeah, it was thing? a propaganda yeah, exactly. show. Yeah. So in the comic storyline, think about, you're like, well, why is that offensive, punching Hitler? This is 1940, specifically before the U.S. has entered the war with Hitler. It's just a kind of foreign dictator. Now, it was before we knew. Yeah. Everything. Everybody was pro Hitler until yeah. until then. No, that's not true. But the reason I, it's included on this list is because there was an outrage by latent Nazi sympathizers who were like trying mm. to be like, "Hey, you guys are all overreacting. The stories have been greatly exaggerated. He's a good friend of mine, you know, but honestly, he does have a little bit of problems. But otherwise, like he's pretty good." There were a lot of American Nazi sympathizers before the war. It turned out before before we yeah. officially entered the war, people weren't necessarily against Hitler, yeah. and so Captain America punching Hitler resulted in a bunch of death threats to the creators uh, at Marvel Comics at the time. So people were actually really mad. I think though, you know what? 
I'm gonna say I don't like Hitler. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. that now it's that okay. Way. And I I, I, I like never to, liked Hitler. I like to think at the time both of us would be very anti-Hitler. I like to think. <laughs> Who knows what I would have been like in the 40s? Uh, next down. So that's not terribly offensive. Weirdly, it kind of was offensive to some people then. Yeah. This one is from 2010. It's pretty recent actually. Mm. And I don't know if you remember, Law and Order was every week was doing like ripped from the headlines oh, for yeah. a while. TV's longest-running primetime drama returns with an explosive ripped from the headlines case. She's cut it off. It's gone. She's cut it off. Yeah. No, that started to spill into comics. So actually, there's a lot of comics around 2010 that are all ripped from the headlines. Uh-huh. And this specifically, uh, you remember the H1N1 swine yeah, flu? Yeah, I remember swine flu. Oh, yeah. you were, you were, did you dress as swine flu? <laughs> yeah, I dressed as swine flu. And you're, uh, number, you're next on the I list. I think it was patient zero. It was a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that thing with that porky. Yeah. Well, I never <laughs> saw porkies, and I thought it was involved bestiality <laughs> with the pig. And they turned that into a Black Mirror episode. That's a really funny Black Mirror episode. Uh, So the swine flu, they just like, even though it was like this this real flu, very similar to what's going on right now, they did go ahead and make a storyline about Mm. HXN1, Uh, the mutant swine flu. Mm -hmm. But like what's offensive about it and why people are upset is it just like kind of depowers some mutants and only mutants can get it. And they're like, this is actually kind of a a big deal. But ultimately, I'm going to say... Not terribly offensive. Yeah, that's it's, it's still it's enough that people complain. They get every, you can assume everything on this list. Death threats were sent right. because they did. This. I mean, it doesn't take much to get a death threat. Yeah, sometimes we you just I, uh, mispronounce half of, the, half of the things in this box are <laughs> yeah. death threats. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's a lot of knives and throwing stars in there. Yeah, oh, um, sorry. I, but I mean, uh, swine flu. Some people died from it. So you can imagine at the time, some people being like, "You shouldn't be pulling this from the headlines to yeah. make a superhero storyline." Exactly. Uh, especially where it, like wasn't. A huge tragedy there. It was right. kind of a lighter uh, uh-huh. thing. Up next, number three is again, it's Captain America, but also now from 2010, ripped from the headlines era. Captain America, him, Falcon, they go undercover in what they're calling like this intense, racist, redneck movement that is like all these evil bad guys. But when they portrayed what the mob of them was at a rally, it was literally just the Tea Party movement. They even used the exact signs from pictures of Tea Party Uh protesters, uh which politics wise, that's 30% of the country agrees with those politics. And then they're reading that Captain America equates them with the Nazis. Literally, there's a guy who was holding that sign and ended up in that comic as himself and Captain America's like worst enemy at the time. Actually, weirdly, it's Captain America's in support of these people, but that's a complicated story. I mean, some of the Tea Partiers did have super racist signs, but it's basically saying all of them are deplorable, and as we know, like, you can't paint them all with a brush. Some of them have political arguments, some of them are economic arguments. One of the signs was something like... uh, teabag the libs before they teabag America or something and it yeah. made it into the comic directly. Well, that is something we should do. Yeah. Everyone would benefit from being teabagged. Well, teabagging isn't always bad. It's yeah, soothing. It's, I have a it's, positive association yeah. with teabagging. Yeah. What else does it mean other than just drinking tea? Then dipping your scrotum into hot water. Right. That's... Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Next. Uh, I think that one actually does slightly cross the line in that it just took real world sentiments of fairly normal people. It sounds people. like it misunderstands real world sentiments. Kind of yeah. like with the H1N1 thing. They so, don't really get it. What's interesting about this one, though, is they had to reprint that comic now changing mm. all the signs out to be uh, Occupy Wall Street signs. Uh, no, yeah. no, who knows what they changed <laughs> them to. Swung it but, to the other yeah. side. So now we're starting to get like a little more offensive. At least some amount of people that consider themselves Tea Partiers are offended by that. 2003, pretty much everybody can be offended by this one. Uh, 2003 is a very specific time in our history. We're post 9-11, we're Iraq war era kind of thing, right? That's right, Uh, Lose Yourself was on the radio. Yeah, I know, Uh, constantly, my mom's spaghetti was everywhere. And also everywhere, the idea of jihad, right? 
uh, what yes. better way to explore that than the X-Men going on literally what's called their Holy War. Uh, huh. The X-Men Holy War comic. And here's the thing. Okay, maybe the X-Men are going to go deal with Al-Qaeda or something. It's sure. like, Team America you know what? Style. Yeah. Fine, f yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's the phrase holy war, oh. but it's about Nightcrawler, who's a devout Catholic. Uh -huh. He's training to be a, a priest at this time. And then this storyline reveals, no, he's not. He's secretly part of a cult. And they're crazy, and he's going to be the new pope. And they start crucifying people in front of the X-Mansion. <laughs> so, oh. And this is the holy war that they're on. It kind of sounds like a Dan Brown book, right? Like there's a oh, secret hell yeah. that cult actually with a conspiracy really cool. to take over the, the papacy. Yeah, right? Wasn't that Angels and Demons? Is that the young pope? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The young a, pope and the new pope, which I realize is the same show? Yeah, yeah, it is the same show. You, got, you have uh, one pope, two popes, Red young popes, pope, blue popes? new pope. Oh, that's a good Dr. Seuss, uh, when he was working for the Catholic Church. That's a good Dr. Seuss. That's a good yeah. Dr. Seuss. Um, so, got more offensive, and then I'm just going to take it, I definitely, you know, didn't go to everything I could have on this list, but this one really kind of, this is our number one most controversial, uh, should have never done this story, story, and it is surprising how many were similar to this, but I'll just give you one specific one. It's from the 80s. It's a uh -oh, character. Not a good start. I know, I know. Uh, those Stranger Things kids are in for <laughs> some trouble. Uh, the character's name that they have, this is a DC comic, is Extraño, which could be translated to queer. Okay. Um, he's the first openly gay DC superhero, and he shows it to you as much as he can. He wears women's jewelry. He calls himself auntie for some reason. And he says a lot of like, listen, honey, when he's saving someone. Mm -mm. But that's not the part that put it on the list, actually. What? It's the part where Extraño uh, contracts HIV. And that's not the worst part, uh, because people were getting it in the 80s. It's the way he gets it is from an AIDS vampire named Hemoglobin. What? What? Excuse me, Hemogoblin. Oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty good pun. You could imagine some like '80s writer being like, "Wait a minute, if I just move the letters." <laughs> yeah, my dyslexia nailed it. Just I'm came up with the house, a... baby. Nancy, I came up with an AIDS vampire. It's gonna fix everything. She's like, "Don't pretend like I'm your wife. I know you're <laughs> that man across the street." I'm putting it in the art. It's for research. <laughs> Extraño, you understand me. So he he gets AIDS basically from an AIDS vampire, as was happening in the '80s. Right. There was a lot of vampires, and they were all gay. Right. That's so, not a stereotype here's, at all. Here's the thing. So that's like about as offensive as you can get. And at the time, people did acknowledge, like, holy crap, this is so bad. But I'm going to say, again, kind of like I was saying earlier, it's not the subject matter that makes it, uh, they can't do this. It's the approach, right? It's an AIDS vampire or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give Marvel some credit. Just, you know, that's the end of the offensive stuff. But the same concept, because AIDS was such a big epidemic, sure. and it was a, a virus that people were very worried about, Marvel, a few years later, so in 92, uh, with an Alpha Flight story. This is one where they had been implying North Star was gay for a long time, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't really go into it. North Star decides to adopt a baby who has AIDS, who is dying, oh my and God. then the baby dies, and North Star decides that this is the, the moment that he should come out, and he officially comes out as gay. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's kind of just like this intense, kind of dramatic storyline that also has, you know, heroes and villains and whatnot yeah. in it. 
But there's no like AIDS vampire, you know. Getting yeah, to the baby. that sounds like plays in the history of uh, gay people being like portrayed as villains, or a lot of villains being kind of effeminate or gay. Gay-coded, right? Gay-coded, yeah. And so the fact that you'd use that and use like the whole blood transfusion thing is just kind of sick. So the idea that to cover this story in this slightly more nuanced way still was hated at the time and was covered very negatively, but. Nowhere near as bad as uh, Extraño and Hemoglobin was received. Uh, And then I'll even remind you, we we were talking about this at the same time, Captain Planet was dealing with with There's a Captain Planet episode, and I told this to like my sister at one point, she's like, you imagine that, that was never an episode (laughs) of Captain Planet. Captain Planet, super progressive show from the early 90s and and late 80s, whenever that ran for, that like, a kid got gay. And that kid was me. <laughs> there was a kid yeah. who had AIDS and was getting bullied and like you know ostracized. Captain Planet had to step in and be like, "Look, this is something that a lot of people just have to deal with." Five rings were put together him. to bring Captain Planet to <laughs> Omaha to give a lecture <laughs> yeah. to a bunch of. I don't think he did any actual like combat or fighting. He, he just like had a nice, empathetic conversation with people about how we shouldn't demonize people for their diseases or illnesses. Yeah, I do remember this episode, but to be fair, because you've talked about it a number of times. So I, it stayed I, it with could me. Not for be years. real, though. <laughs> it is possible that in your, as I a said, dream you had. Yeah, you shouldn't really trust any of like my memories. I had a dream. I got gay, and then Captain <laughs> Planet made me straight. <laughs> Isn't that what scared straight is? So, with all these storylines that had to be like changed or reversed, like where does coronavirus right? So, and this is, it? I think, uh, going to be a uh, a discussion with you here because you can see that people's outrage can be ridiculous, right? It yes. can be kind of stupid. I'll say my position on the coronavirus uh, is, I'm pro-coronavirus now, <laughs> is that I think right now, because people are dying, literally today people will die from the coronavirus, uh, and if you're watching this in the future, you know that most of us have by, by now, uh, but people are dying, then yes, if the storyline on the show is people are catching this virus and dying, then yes, I think that's, that's we go there for escapism, we don't need to mm-hmm. repeat it. My caveat, is if it's actually like a Marvely virus or something like we, I was talking to you about the possibility. What if it's a nanovirus and it's actually the mm. Ultron virus or something? Right, and it's yeah. like you know this kind of cool sci-fi concept. Then hell yeah, do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Who cares? Do it. I just don't know which one it is. Yeah, I think even if like uh, say coronavirus kind of uh, peaked and then subsided, and then like a couple months later the season comes out and they know what happened with it, I think it'd be okay to do. The problem is, is just like. We don't know how bad it's going to get. And you can imagine like Disney being like, this could be like a really horrible pandemic and we don't want our show to come out in the midst of like people afraid to leave their homes, right. uh, cities quarantined all over the world. So you can imagine it's probably just like some calculus by the show trying to prognosticate where it's going to go. Yeah. So where's your, where do you land on it? Should they cancel this thing or no? Or um, or no? Uh, I think I can imagine being a producer on that show worried about how bad it's going to get. Um, and if it's if you're able to switch it out for something that's not specific to a disease outbreak that's where people coughing, sneezing, wearing medical masks yeah. and showing like third world countries that are going to hell as a result of like Ebola style panic. Yeah, maybe maybe change it. Especially if you have Disney money. You can reshoot whole things. Yeah. yeah. Take it back into the workshop, tinker whatever you want, yeah. make it better, give it back to us. Now, follow-up question, which of these stories is your favorite? 
that you're the biggest fan of. <laughs> you know what? I'd love that X-Men Holy War storyline. I think that sounds kind of interesting of it's, like... Well, it's also garbage. Like, it just like doesn't live up to think it. Think of it. I mean, I don't want to offend anyone in their like religious politics, but like the history of the Catholic Church at one point was just like three different cults deciding which pope had like the biggest army and that pope became the new pope of like history. So like kind of uh, reminding people of like the history of all these world religions that they're all just kind of like whichever group is the most impassioned believers yeah. gets to win the day. That's probably not where they were going, but just like <laughs> if some of the writers took that big picture perspective when they were writing it. I think that's interesting. To you could into. work in propaganda and marketing because you just... I already do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just rephrased holy war as religious politics. Yes. Holy yeah. war. Sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> My eyebrows going up just equals sexy. Uh, your eyebrow just goes up involuntarily. Yes, it does. So let's move on to our next question. What are you trying to tell me? I, I think I'm still figuring that out. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is voluntary. Uh, that's it. They should have done it. Yeah, they should have kept Maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. We completely changed our answers. <laughs> Well, well, definitive answer. It's clearly, clearly Bucky thinks we should have done it. Look at him. He's so mad at Disney for cutting this coronavirus I think he wasn't looking like that when I threw before I threw the pencil. It's clearly, so, clearly Bucky. Doesn't it look like they're in a hospital there and they're mad yeah. that they, they've been quarantined inside? The real it? question is, is, is our thumbnail too offensive for this episode? <laughs> You've already decided that before watching more than three yeah. seconds of this video. Yeah. Thanks for those comments, by the way. <laughs> uh, before we move on to some other things that we want to answer, uh, we just want to remind everyone that Currently, really, the hottest place to be in uh, like the realm of new rock stars land is, is our Discord. Oh, I thought you were going to say a club in New York. Hottest our Discord club. has everything. Under Siege, it has... Spoiler channels. That MCU, Diva, two different people Those are just different that emerged yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, a shout out to, uh, what's her name? Teens. Teens. John Deanna is a big fan of teens. All these people are there. It's a wild <laughs> separate, separate from... Oh, he also is a fan of the person with the username, teens. <laughs> The reason why we keep talking about this is like we didn't intend for like our Discord. We just wanted to offer something that we could like connect with people right. on like a different platform. And we're fucking loving it. It's, it's become so like this amazing group conversation. I'm like that... on it at the gym now and yeah. stuff, and when I'm driving and swerving. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are giving us such an interesting uh, run for our money with these topics and these well, questions. And, and now they're putting big questions in there, and then they're answering them for us sometimes. Yeah. But we came up with this new idea that people are going to start playing Rogue Theory yes. on there and be awarded points and kind of have like a simulated Rogue, Rogue Theory. Game. So we're going to like yeah. try to come up with like new different like digital ways that we can connect with people. Because Since we can't touch people anymore because of coronavirus. That's right. But yeah, the way you become a member of this Discord server is by becoming a patron of New Rockstars. Yeah. So you have to become a patron of our Patreon. Patreon. It's just uh, something that we offer our patrons for being so generous and kind and helpful and supportive of this channel mm -hmm. and our growth uh, is a way that you can just talk to us and a way that we can hear from you and like learn about you guys and your mm -hmm. lives and we can create like new ways that we can like show our appreciation for you. Somebody asked me on Instagram uh, in a DM, they're like, I tried messaging you a couple different places this question and I kind of don't know where to get an answer. And I was like, honestly, if you're on Discord, yeah. I'm like probably going to like give you a too long of an answer because yes. uh, there I can kind of like like spend some time yeah. in an Instagram DM or on Twitter or whatever. It's kind of hard to, yeah. you know, pro uh, elongate any thought. It might be something about like Discord's platform. And I, anytime I bring this up, it sounds like I'm working for Discord to try to promote. But it's just like the layout of it makes it uh, really easy for me to see. Like, oh, there's this topic going on in like the Marvel area. So I'm gonna go to the Marvel corner and see like what people are talking about with like Falcon Winter Soldier news, and then mm -hmm. going back to Clone Wars to see what people talk about Clone Wars. I forgot to get a drink earlier, yeah. so if you guys can just help me out. 
What is this? Have we been able to have imaginary drinks? I'm bringing my mug like a sucker. I have a question for you. Yes. Bite size. Bite size. I can, right. I can handle a bite sized. All right. I've heard you rant on this topic before, and I kind of mm. want to consolidate your thoughts and just throw it at you. So this one's actually just coming from me. Oh, okay. Bite sized question. Is and in what ways is Disney about to take over the world? <laughs> <laughs> they already have. Um, you have heard me. Thank you for listening to my rants. Because, yes, this is... Screams. We are in a fascinating time with... Uh, Disney's making a lot of big moves. And if you've been, like, reading through the lines of, like, a lot of headlines that have come out recently, you can see how Disney's actually shifting the whole filmmaking industry to a very specific thing that's going to be very profitable for them. So last week, Bob Chapik is now taking over as CEO for Disney from Bob Iger. And while that seems like, I don't know what this means, Bob Chapik was head of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Unlike past CEOs of Disney, he doesn't really have a background in film and TV. I don't like where this is going. Uh, well, it actually could be something <laughs> really cool. Bob Iger used to be head of Paramount. He was a, he was a filmmaking right. guy. Now the company is becoming more about its experiences. So this is coming at the same time that Disney just raised its prices, its ticket prices for Disneyland to over $200. I really don't like where this is going. Oh, yeah. Um, this is also coming at the same time where things like Galaxy's Edge are redefining the Disney experience. So it is a canon ride, right? It is canon. It's part of the Star Wars timeline of narrative. It's linked to the narrative of the movies and the streaming series that you watch. Uh, and they're learning a lot of lessons from Harry Potter, Wizarding World of Harry Potter through Universal. They're now shifting all of their parks to being like cinematic experiences that link to the movies you watch. Uh, in California Adventure, it's all Pixar Pier. So it's like you ride the Incredibles ride and you're riding an Incredibles story and an incredible story <laughs> of chasing down Jack-Jack through what, what used to just be a, a roller coaster. Um, and of course, Disney Plus is changing the game in a lot of ways. They're really just entering this game to try to muscle up against uh, Netflix, and they already own the majority stake in Hulu, but I think they want to take over the streaming content world. And then, uh, of course, they own all of Fox's properties, uh, right. and they own Sony's most profitable property, which is Spider-Man, or they, they co-own it. They can get a lot of money from the merchandising, they can have, find Spider-Man in their parks. And in Disney parks, they're gonna be launching a new Marvel land. And then the biggest one that I think most people do not know about because it's kind of confusing, it's kind of inside baseball. The uh, Paramount ruling has been reversed by the Justice Department. What's so the Paramount ruling? The Paramount ruling came out in 1948. Uh, Paramount um, was in a lawsuit with the United States about antitrust. So basically what, at the time they decided, is that film studios cannot also own the way their films are exhibited around the country. So that's why they things- They can't own a movie theater. They can't own a movie theater chain that competes. So they can't own all the means of their production uh, mm -hmm. and make all the money from it. So that's why you have things like AMC, Cinemark, Arclight, these other movie chains, smaller movie chains. Um, and they aren't like the Paramount chain or the Fox chain or the right. Disney chain or the Universal chain. Now the Justice Department's saying, that's not really necessary. So, so people are wondering how this is gonna change the industry. Um, is it going to make it harder for smaller film theaters to compete because they don't have the financial backing of the studios themselves? Because currently the business model is you go to AMC and really they make their money from concessions and, and other kind of um, services that they can provide. You can do AMC stubs and... The minion in the back. <laughs> So, how is this all going to change? Why am I bringing this up? Well, I think what we're seeing now is movies are changing. They're becoming bigger tentpole experiences, and that's how Disney's whole business models work. Things like Endgame and The Lion King and their Pixar films 
are becoming billion dollar movies and they're making fewer and fewer smaller budget films that are kind of what we consider to be like normal movies, things like Knives Out, which was like an original film, moderate budget, made a decent amount of money. You don't see a lot of those movies anymore and Disney is leading this charge. So I think by having someone like Bob Chapek running their studio, that sends a signal to their shareholders that they're gonna start doubling down on their most profitable line item, which is parks. They don't make as much money from films. Because films, sometimes you lose a lot of money. They cost a lot of money to produce in the market. Sometimes it's your margins on yeah. that aren't that big. I, I know this is all basically like, how does this all relate to the way I experience movies? Basically, my prediction for the next 15 years is you're going to start seeing Disney theaters in every major city. And the movies are exclusive? The movies are exclusive Disney so movies. Like Disney Plus so rather than going to AMC and you can watch Sonic or you can watch Star Wars or you can watch Knives Out, you're gonna go to a Disney theater to where your only options are a Star Wars movie, a Marvel theory, a Pixar movie, maybe some classic films that they're re-releasing. And those films are not gonna be just simple films. They're gonna be immersive 4D experiences that cost like 40 or 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Because their whole idea is spectacle. And they realize that most people now are sitting at home, they're watching streaming series, they're watching Netflix, they're watching Disney Plus. I think they'll still release normal movies on those platforms, but if they're gonna get you out of your house, it's gonna be like going to see Disney on Ice, or it's gonna be going right. to like a smaller version of Galaxy's Edge, where it's like, not only are you gonna go there and you're gonna experience this movie, there's gonna be associated canonical games you're gonna meet Iron Man, you're gonna build a droid, and it's all gonna be linked with like the, the narrative experience. And yeah. the only way you can truly experience this MCU 10 or 15 years from now will be to go to this Disney theater and hopefully go to Disneyland and Anaheim or Disney World in Orlando experience. once a year to fully experience yeah. the MCU. It kind of, uh, there's a lo-fi crappy version of it at the El Capitan. Right. right where you go, there. that's the Disney-owned theater where every movie release, they show one big movie at a time and the whole place is decked out completely, but it's all cardboard cutouts. But with Disney budget, maybe it's actually interactive things that like you have to solve on your yeah. way in, like a Dan Brown novel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people will pay it. I think that's the thing. If you can make it so that it is essential, mm -hmm. so you don't have that fear of missing out, like, they're gonna, you're gonna have some diehard Marvel, Star Wars. Yeah, I'd other, do it. Yeah, I would do it too. And if you could just say, we're gonna require you to do this four or five times a year, you make a lot more money from those people than just having those movies be $10 yeah. movies that you have to share the profits with AMC. What's funny is in my head, my imagination started to go like more and more advanced where it's not just a projection screen in front of you. The side screens are also relevant. The yeah. seats you're in are like seats of the ship or whatever. And then I was like, and then the actors, they're not on the screen, they're there. And Slowly, I created theater. <laughs> it's just and theater. it's just like really stupid, like costumes. They're like, yeah. Which it might feel silly, but imagine seeing a movie, but there's an associated VR experience. It's a maze or mm -hmm. an escape room, and and that way, like it, it, your environment is part of your, like the the walls come alive, and it's kind of like when you go through Galaxy's Edge or when you go through Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's like an experience, and to a lot of people, that is far more of an effective mm -hmm. emotional thing, a satisfying experience than just like watching a movie on a screen. Because because that can feel like, oh, I can watch it on, on any screen. I can watch it on my phone or I can watch it on my TV right. at home. So they're gonna have to start thinking out of the box and how can we get people to a space and charge yeah. them four times as much. Let me throw out, kind of makes me think, can you imagine Don't Breathe as a movie going experience? Oh yeah. Where you're like, kind of like, he's there too and you have to kind of escape the theater. Yeah, like a monster in the house and you yeah. hear his breathing behind you or, or yeah. Yeah, you don't know uh, that sounds terrifying. Also, you're saying that's within the next 15 years? I think we'll start to see it in the next, I don't okay. know if it'll take over. I'll say in 16 and a half years, Holodeck. 
That's where you're headed. Yeah, we'll have all have holodecks. Holodeck. I'm calling it now. I think at some point in our lifetimes, the term going to see a Disney will be a thing, as opposed to we go to see movies right now. Yeah, let's do you all do go to the Disney. It's going to be like, let's all go to the Disney. Cool. So that's Eric's big Disney theory for where it's all going, how they're taking it. Right, this is the first lives. time I've heard you somewhat sober uh, saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have time Editors for... Help me out. <laughs> we have time for one more bite-sized question. This one wants to know, what was your worst, they're standing right behind me, aren't they, moment? So it's, you're talking shit about someone or you're doing something embarrassing they're and someone catches right you in the moment. Behind, yeah, that I can think of, of like, uh, your, you got caught talking shit moment. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know if I can talk about it though. Yes, you can. This doesn't, no one sees this. <laughs> okay. I used to work for a YouTuber. Oh, this, maybe we shouldn't talk uh, about this. Uh, okay, uh, tell me more. And it was my first job in YouTube. And why was your, pop- you have popcorn in there? Yeah, yeah. Alcoholic uh, popcorn. I uh, got you soaked. Uh, it was my first job in YouTube. And he or she, um, was insane like every YouTuber, all of them. All of us. Every single one of them mm. is insane and a crazy person. Because this job f***s your mind up. It, it, yeah, You're, it's not helpful. You have the exposure of a minor celebrity, but immediate access to feedback about you that people would never say to a minor celebrity, right? Yes. Like, you don't go to a person kind of like, hey, here's why you're ugly and what you're doing wrong. Right. And then also a DM telling you that I hate you. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you get all this negative feedback, but you don't have the support system of like the studios and you have agents and like, don't worry, those are whatever. You just like sit in your room and read all that. So he had really, or she, had really gone down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it made it impossible to work with this person because they became so obsessed with perfection. I actually have suffered from a version of this myself. Mm-hmm. And to you hosting the writers. Uh, <laughs> but, but it does, it makes you so crazy. And so everyone was just miserable working there uh-huh. uh, and then he, he or she had us keep working on this one new pilot idea it's great new comedy series and they had us rewrite it again and again and again and again and again and then they started sending it out to I was like I kind of ran things so I could see all the correspondence and they started sending it out to all these other writers write this thing again and again and again and I got kind of sick of it at one point I was bitching so uh, I sent a text message to a friend that, that worked there and I was like can you believe this bullshit that, you know, this person is doing this thing now? Uh, I, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm so sick of this, yada, yada. Uh, and then I just looked and I was like, no, I immediately sent it to the YouTuber mm. because their name was right there. And I was like, well, if that's the subject of my text, I should send it to that person. So I just mm. thought like, that's who I'm talking about. So I just sent it completely like, you know, stream of consciousness oh. directly to them. Oh. And then I just sat and waited for a bit. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't to you. Uh, I feel like at that point you kind of like make it into a joke. I like, tried. What if I really I felt tried. that? I tried. Yeah, no, but it didn't work. Uh, and then luckily everyone was getting fired because the whole company was being shut down. <laughs> um, and it, we had, had already, she had already fired like 15 people at that point. So there was only two of us left. And so I got a call like a week later. Uh, and he's like, well, as you know, you know, things are shutting down. So, so we have to let you go. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool. No, no worries. No worries. And uh, here she goes. And the text message, come on. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I got caught. 
Hey, but you know, if they deserved it, one of the worst things you could do is when you are uh, 12 years old, as I was, this is my Ugh, it. Uh, it was picture day at our school. So um, we normally, I went to Catholic school, we had we wore white polos, navy blue pants, but on picture day you could wear nicer clothes. So I had a button up shirt and I never wore a button up shirt. So we were changing <laughs> for gym uh, in the bathroom, the boys bathroom. And like, I realized that as I was taking off my shirt, I was like, this feels, Seductive? I don't know. It was like we were all doing a bit where it's like, yeah, another button down. Another we button down. We were all. We were all. <laughs> I think everyone was doing this. It's that's how it that works in employees' locker rooms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, as I, I was the last one to do it, of course, because all the other guys had done it. And then I, uh, I took it off. And that last button, I was like, okay, well, if I'm the last one, I really gotta turn this into a fun <laughs> thing. So I took my shirt. I started like. Strip tease, spinning it over my head, and then I saw the other guys: PJ, Matt, Donkey Dog, <laughs> Doug, yeah, yeah. Squee. They all go all and like point in behind me and like immediately drop their stuff. And you know, and then I was like, "Yeah, right, what?" And I turn around, and it's our gym coach, Coach L. I won't call you out, uh, but he goes, "Don't stop." <laughs> Don't look at me! <laughs> Put the lotion on his skin! He said, um... Sucks his whistle. <laughs> Sucks his whistle. He said, ah, Mr. Boss. You got a show going on, huh? Want me to uh, bring the girls in here? Is that what's going on? And I said, no. <laughs> no? No, I don't want you to bring the girls. He's like, do you want me to bring more boys in here? He's like, no! What do you want? I don't know myself yet. <laughs> Piss goes down my leg. It's like, you start working it. <laughs> start working it in. Yeah, so that was, and I will never take off my clothes ever again. I'm never nude. <laughs> never nude because of this story. Interesting. So you won't find me without a shirt on or without pants on. But I will put on more clothes. So send me clothes <laughs> at our P.O. Box. Honestly? Address down below. If you send it to me, I will wear it. Ask that in Youth CEO extra guy. large. Yes, <laughs> but not adult extra small. I want to feel like a little boy. And this is our Neverland here at Little, little New Rock Stars. Hey, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, if you have any questions, send us uh, at New Rock Stars using the hashtag big question. Also, you can mail us at the, at the address we've said, and we will read it on air. We were just having a discussion over whether we should cut something that we saw in this episode. Let us know in the comments below what you think it was, just like how we were wondering what the coronavirus storyline was in Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, that also we, is something we that we had to cut. cut something from the episode. <laughs> we better get out of here. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, subscribe to New Rock Stars for breakdowns uh, and conversations that uh, you are going to get too much information about. Follow Philip at Philip Molina. Follow me at EA Voss. And follow New Rock Stars on all social media. And make sure to follow The Big Question as a podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week, folks. Bye. <laughs>